I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. This episode is all about Batman. I'm talking trailer haters versus the movie subject. Hell, even our sponsors are going to be some sort of Batman-related deal. So sit back, relax, as we dive into the red-headed stepchild of the Batman movie franchise, the 1997 cult-hated favorite (laughs) Batman and Robin. Then we will dive into the Joker trailer that just came out this week. And uh, all this because, of course, they just celebrated 80 years of Batman. And I am a huge Batman fan, Mark, whatever. Uh... It's just there's no there's no top in the Cape Crusader. So, without further ado, let's get into it. See you on the other side. Peace. Has the bat ever interrupted your drug deal or your gun sale? Do you run around with the Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, etc. as a henchman and been beaten up by the dynamic duo? Hi, I'm Bill Abner, the Gotham Hammer. We're going to put the hammer to Batman and his folk for putting innocent bystanders in harm's way. Don't believe me? Listen to some satisfied customers. Hey, I've been rolling with the joke for about five years, doing all kinds of shady shit. And in them five years, I've always gotten my ass beat by the Batman, the Robin, the Batgirl, the dude with the blue hawk on his chest. I don't even know who the hell that is. But he beat the shit out of me with his sticks like I'm some kind of pinata. Dude, I ain't got no Starbucks in my ass. You ain't gonna get no candy from me. No candy. But Bill, he said he's gonna give me a lot of money, and I sure do need it. So Bill, holla at me, man. I'm waiting for that check. Now I've got plenty of cases open on the Batman. So don't get me wrong when I say we're gonna get you paid. But it's gonna take some time. We gotta find out who he is. We gotta liquidate his assets. And then you'll get a check in the mail. The Gotham Hammer does not play around when you hurt people, Batman. Even though they do the bad stuff, they got families. So call me now, the Gotham Hammer. Will be on your side and we'll break the bat. Please take note that we have no actual money to give you right now as we do not know the identity of Batman. So as soon as we find out who Batman is, believe me, you're gonna get paid. You're gonna get a check in the mail. So if I get a call from you asking for checks, I'm gonna hang up on your ass. Just tell you right now, don't ask me for shit. Call me now and I help you out. Bye. Let's dive into it. 1997's Batman and Robin. Already out the gate with the stupid corny lines. We see Batman and Robin bickering over some little crap 
about him getting a car. And then he has the line of saying, Superman working alone. There's plenty of corny lines in this film. I recommend YouTubing the 100 uh, corny lines of Batman and Robin. It's it's a pretty long video clip, but it's you'll you'll get what I'm saying about having corny lines. Uh, they get suited up. They get ready to hit the town to go fight Mister Freeze. And as soon as they crash through the ceiling, we see Batman slide down. Batman gets there first, and he slides down the back of a dinosaur like he's Fred freaking Flintstone. And uh, he he goes after Mister. Uh, fuck this up. He goes after Freeze, and he, you know, he kicks his gun and does his little one liner or whatever, and they start fighting. Um, the thing about this beginning of the film, it's like almost like a carbon copy of the last film because, you know, we see Batman and he's already got a bad guy to fight. And then he's already in like a predicament where the bad guy gets away and he has to, you know, save somebody else or save himself. So we get that part of the film out of the gate already. And ironically, he's like, does freaking Mr. Freeze has a rocket ship like I when I rewatched it this weekend I realized like I don't remember that part mainly because uh it must it's it just make, doesn't make any sense to have a freaking rocket ship you're a bad guy who's gonna explore space uh, anyways let's move on <laughs> um the, we see Freeze later on in his like uh, hideout and he's got all these henchmen there everybody everybody's cold except for Vivica A. Fox. This bitch is like donning some lingerie. She's she's not freaking cold as hell and she's trying to get her some freeze dick. But Freeze ain't having it. Freeze is like, nope, I'm just gonna sing my songs about Christmas and whatnot and go into my hideout and go see my chick. That was kind of weird because you realize Vivica A. Fox is uh, kind of hot back in the day. You know what I mean? I mean, she's still kind of hot. But uh, back in the day, she was smoking. Um, next, we introduce, or they introduce, but well, not we. They introduce Alicia Silverstone's character, which is Barbara, uh, a.k.a. Batgirl. And unlike the comics and the old TV show, she's not Commissioner Gordon's daughter. She's Alfred's niece. And the look on Bruce Wayne's face when, when she introduces herself, he's like, he's like, really? Like, dude, you didn't know she had a niece? Like, you didn't, like, you don't ask Alfred about his life? Like, really? Like, oh, you have any brothers and sisters? You're just like, hey, dude, go into the door, make me some soup, yada, 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 fix my Batmobile. Like, what the hell? So she comes in, she... Really, you know, she got kicked out of school, but she doesn't really come out and tell them. So she just kind of like, oh, I might if I stay here. Cool, whatever. I'll kick it. I'm going to steal your motorcycles. Which she does. I mean, she goes off and steals like two or three motorcycles and does the whole Fast and the Furious line. But we'll get to that in a minute. Next, we find the uh, carbon copy uh, loser turned suave villain. Uh, in Poison Ivy. And then... She... Basically works for a freaking... Like, mad scientist who kind of, like, wants to get paid. 
he he uses her research to create Bane. The uh, in the comic books, Bane is this like uh, South American uh, intellectual bad guy. He talks, you know. In the movie, he's like this mindless meathead, like ultimate henchman. You know, he doesn't. He says one or two words after, like, repeated. Like, if she says, "Bane, break the wall, break the wall," like stuff like that. Which uh, I always thought Bane was just that, a mindless character. I didn't find out till later that he was like this, like, intellectual bad guy who could also beat the shit out of you. Um, corny lines again. This I think this next one that I made a note of was. Uh, they're at the observatory and Poison Ivy comes in disguised as her her nerdy uh, person self or whatever and uh, she starts ranting about nature about protected nature if you don't protect nature or mother nature then who's going to protect you from her and this and that and then some reporter lady who's dressed like 1950s uh Reporter later, it's like, well, Batman and Robin protect us here. Like, oh, it's just, I can't even repeat it. It's just so cringeworthy. It's like, ugh. And another note, like, if you realize that you watch the, the environment, the whole city of Gotham looks like it's 1950. Like, from the cars to some of the architecture. I mean, well, I wouldn't say the architecture because you got a bunch of, like, 30 freaking feet tall dudes holding buildings and shit but uh nonetheless let's move on we uh we see batman and robin uh at a party when they first meet poison ivy because they're setting up a trap they're setting up a trap for freeze who's after diamonds and and i guess rubies but mainly diamonds to fuel his uh frozen suit and in the process poison ivy introduces herself and she releases like these pheromone dust like she blows it in the air and she's got all the dudes you know one just doing whatever like get, you know having hard-ons for her and uh, she starts they start auctioning off her like and they're going back and forth and this is part of the film that gets a lot of flag because Batman pulls out a credit card not just any credit card he pulls out the Batman credit card. Name, Batman, expiration date, forever. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. Uh, of course, like I said, there's YouTube videos all over the place that rip this movie to shreds. Uh, and, you know, the, the whole movie, we see the Bat suit and the Robin suit, which I got to give credit to them. They didn't use the stereotypical Robin suit. They went the Nightwing way, you know, with the the bird across the chest. I thought that was cool, but I mean, the, in Batman Forever, we didn't see the Robin suit that long, so they could have at least, you know, did that for the movie, and then later on they do a costume change. We'll get into it. They do a costume change, and then you could have done that, you know, put the bird across the chest because they did it with the Batman suit. But we'll get into that in a minute. Um. Like I said before, Barbara's in town, so but she lied. She got in trouble. She got kicked out of school, Oxford. But now she's, uh, you know, she's going out at night. She's sneaking out, 
and stealing the motorcycles that are in the Bruce Wayne's uh, garage. <clears throat> and uh, she's out there doing the Fast and Furious thing. She's over there hollering at Coolio, setting him up for, you know, for a payday. And uh, she gets into trouble. She gets uh, some dude fucks with her, like kicks her off the track or something and, and like starts a fire on a bridge and uh, and like to like kill her basically get rid of her I mean kill her but ultimately just to get rid of her and uh, yeah if not for uh, Dick Grayson aka Robin she would have been over the fucking bridge and she'd have been toast so uh, she admits you know what she's been doing what's going on and why she's really there. She's really there to help her uncle get out of that place. To quit serving other people. And to just enjoy his, you know, his elder years. But then we find out that, you know, Alfred is sick. Ironically, he's he's got the same disease that uh, Mr. Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze's wife had. But it's at the early stages. And we start to see, like, the relationship between Bruce and Alfred and what it kind of means to Bruce because we see flashbacks of him uh, falling in the hallways, uh, looking at being comforted by Alfred at his parents' uh, gravesite. And uh, you start to understand that Alfred is more than just a butler to Bruce Wayne. But at the same time, he doesn't really vocalize his you know uh, affection for him and, and gratitude uh, so Barbara starts to you know see her uncle and on his eh, I wouldn't say his deathbed on his he's he's you know laid up or whatever trying trying to rest and he gives her like the CD basically a data CD of all the Batman and Robin stuff that he's been doing and him wanting to get his brother to come and finish his work for him if he is to pass. But her being the little nosy little bitch that she is, she fucking hacks his CD. And ironically, it takes her like 12, almost like 12 password attempts, which I don't know about y'all, but if I ever forget my password and I get 12 attempts to get my password without being locked out, that is amazing because after like the fourth or fifth freaking missed opportunity you're locked out for like a day or two almost you know like i heard on the billy madison show this dude got locked out of his ipad for like so many like so many minutes and it translated to like years like i think it said like 40 years which that's crazy but nonetheless off topic now we're back she's uh She's hacked into it. She's, you know, realizing that Bruce and Dick are Batman and Robin. So somehow she figures out the cave is underneath the house. So she makes her way down there. And, uh, of course, the alarm system goes off and it's Alfred's AI self. And he's, she makes herself known. She, you know, it's me, Uncle Alfred. It's me. It's Baba. And so he already has her a suit and uh, like in the closet, I guess, because he tells her his her his artificial self t- 
tells her, you know, what do you want? And she's like, I want to help Batman and Robin. So she he suits her up. I, I don't know how or why he already knows her dimensions. But that's a little bit creepy because that suit is like skin tight. So he somehow knows that she's, you know, this and that and her bust size and all that. But he doesn't put no nipples on that suit. What's up with that? Batman got nipples. Robin got nipples. But Batgirl? Oh, no. We don't want to give her nipples. I blame the costume people over there at Warner Brothers. That's messed up. Anyways, back. We, um, this whole movie has gotten Robin all flustered with poison ivy. That dust that she spews has got his little Robin peepee going like through almost after she they meet up with her the first time. Batman kind of he gets over him. He's like, okay, whatever. You know, I know what it is. It's a pheromone. It's a chemical deal. She's fucking with us to get the better of better of us. Robin, she does this to Commissioner Gordon, and she steals the bat signal. She steals the freaking bat signal, and uh, she takes it and puts a Robin signal on it, and takes it to her hideout. So now Robin, who's still cockstrong, thinking that you know Poison Ivy wants to be with him, and and is just still fighting with Bruce Wayne. Who, ironically, he's been trying to get across to Bruce that you know let let's you want me to be partners, but you can't trust me. You have to trust me if we're going to be partners in this crime fighting deal. So the tables are turned now. Bruce tells him the same things like, "Look, she's fucking with us, dude. She is." fucking with our heads she's trying to get our our sexual attention because she knows once we'll be thinking with our dicks instead of our heads we'll be out of the game and she'll outsmart us so he pleads with him the way he was pleaded to about joining forces and then that kind of clicks into robin's head where he's like oh shit you're for real okay what's the plan how do we how do we outsmart this bitch so uh they think of rubber lips because <laughs> in the movie, Poison Ivy sucks you in with that pheromone dust. But then once she kisses you, you're fucked, bro. You are fucked. So, somehow, I don't guess they went to Walmart and got some rubber lips or something at the costume shop or whatever section. Uh, so, he goes down there and makes it seem like, you know, I know you. I want to be with you and let's do this. Let's rule the, you know, let's. Let's do this. Let me let me put my little Robin peepee in your flower patch. But then she's like, no, let me kiss you first. I have to kiss you. And so when she finds out that it, they know what's up, you know, he reveals that they're rubber lips. She's mad, so she started beating the fuck out of him. And then they get into, they get tangled up in her weeds, I guess, in her vines. Batman's tangled up. Robin's fucking almost drowning. And who come? Who breaks through the glass this time? Beat to the eight to the Batgirl. I don't know. I'm trying to be cute. Batgirl <laughs> drops in, starts whooping Ivy's ass, and then Ivy admits to her that she pulled the plug on Mrs. Freeze because ever since uh, Freeze broke out of jail, he. Uh, he assumed that Batman killed his wife and unplugged her or whatever because he believed what Poison Ivy, the lie that Poison Ivy told him. But 
in this scene, she admits that she was the one that pulled her plug and she'll get rid of her just like she'll, she got rid of Freeze's wife. But she didn't really die. Anyways, uh, they finally meet up. They beat her. They beat up Poison Ivy. They meet up and they realize, you know, who this chick is. Like, okay. All right, everybody. Time to go get uh, a costume change. Because the next thing we see is Freeze uh, at the observatory. Turns the whole telescope thing into like a giant freeze gun. Freezes everybody in Gotham City. I mean, he freezes the cops. He freezes old people in this phone booth. He freezes a dog taking a piss. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's trying to freeze the world. He's trying to freeze Gotham and then the world. And, uh, like I said, they make a costume change. The, the next, the, after that, we see Batman and Robin and Batgirl cruising down Main Street and like, these, you know, ice vehicles, ice bike, ice uh, fan boat, and an ice Batmobile. But... I guess they decided to change their clothes because every one of them has like a black and like silverish tone to it on the mat. Even the masks are like silver. But Batgirl in this scene is the look that she should have had throughout the whole movie. Like she has the Batman cowl as a helmet instead of, you know, a headpiece like Batman does. Because honestly, how can you not tell that Robin is Robin? And Batgirl is Batgirl. Because their hair is exposed. All you got to do is they're like, oh man, you just put a mask on. Like, I mean, the Lone Ranger did it, but he got away with it because he had a cowboy hat. These people ain't got no hat. Just a fucking Lone Ranger mask. And then their shit's, I mean, at least dye your hair or some shit, you know. Anyways, they make their way up to the observatory to save the day and, and realize what Freeze is doing. And, uh. Of course, there's fighting involved. Uh, Batgirl and Robin fall almost to their death. But the one saves the other. And so when they make it to the cliff, they're, you know, they think they're safe. Or at least they got to try to figure out how to make their way back up to the uh, observatory. Then we see Bane roll up and uh, choke the fuck at him. Like, they, he choked him pretty, for a pretty good amount of time. But they somehow managed to uh, kick his... Venom hose, and he just fucking crumpled up like a little, like those uh, water hoses, you know, that expand when you when you turn the water on, and they shrink up when you turn it off. Um, next, we see uh, Batman reverse the freeze ray, or try to start reversing the freeze ray. Then freeze comes in and starts fucking with him. The whole fucking. Uh, observatory frozen gun basically the uh, gets bombed out from the top goes crashing down Batman saves the two nerds that were there and uh, he doesn't take them back up and he doesn't put them on the ground he puts them on like a cliff which is fucked up because they don't have grappling guns and shit and you know it's a, it's a frozen hill like motherfuckers will slip and fall Next thing you know, Batman getting a lawsuit. Probably end up those people probably end up calling old Bill Admer to get that text that Gotham Hammer on their side because Batman put them in harm's way. Nonetheless, they they're they're done. You know, then he goes up and he takes Batman or excuse me, Batgirl and Robin. 
to the top to try to figure out what the hell's going on. How do we reverse this? We got 11 minutes. Apparently, 11 minutes is all it takes because every time someone is uh, frozen, Batman says, like, oh, we got 11 minutes to thaw them out. So they got 11 minutes to do this. They uh, position the satellites with uh, the sunlight from the observatory uh, computer systems. And they defrost everybody. Everybody's unfrozen. The old people, the cop cars, the dog taking a piss. Everybody's unfrozen. So they've saved the city and the world. Good job, guys. But we still got a problem. Alfred's still sick. The only person that could probably cure Alfred is this oversized freaking Teletubby, Mr. Freeze. Because Alfred has the disease his wife had, but only at the first stage. So he pleads with them, help me save another life. And Freeze is like, fuck you. You killed my wife. I ain't doing shit for you. And then that's when Batman drops the knowledge that, yo, it wasn't me. It was Poison Ivy. Pops out like a little iPad, a little iPod, video iPod uh, footage of uh Poison Ivy admitting that she pulled, she was the one that quote unquote pulled the plug on Lady Freeze. He starts crying. Batman tells him, "Look, she's still alive. I can have her transported to Arkham's Asylum's wing or whatever, so you can still do your research and she'll still be there with you. But help me save another life." So Freeze, realizing this, helps him out. Gives him like these two glow sticks that were in his freaking wrist. And he does that another corny line. Take two of these and call me in the morning. Like, ugh. Another corny line. And that's what he does. He takes it back to the Batcave, puts these glow sticks into Alfred's IV, and then come morning, Alfred is bright as rain. He's cured, he's happy, he's healthy. And, uh,. And that's the end of the movie. That's basically it. Then we, you know, at the end of the movie, get them running in front of the bat signal, which I always thought was kind of was cool. And then it's kind of like re- kind of stupid because your shadow, you can't see where you're going. What if you trip like on a rock or if you're running in the bat cave? What if you, you know, you miss a step and you go too far left and next you're off over the damn cave cliff or something? But nonetheless, that's it, guys. Those are my notes on this movie. Do yourself a favor and YouTube some of these videos because it is god awful with the lines and like just the ambiance of it feeling like a 1950s town. But uh, those are those are my notes. Those are my opinions. Here's the official final thought. Nah, <laughs> I get it. It's it's it's. You know, it's a ploy to make money on bat toys and CDs and all that other merch merchandising stuff. But uh, yeah, I can I can see why people hate on it so much. But me personally, I was entertained as always. But yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get a thumb of approval from me. So those are my thoughts. Those are my notes. Those are my opinions i hope you enjoyed it i hope you didn't mind that elmo didn't make a an appearance or uh, the train from uh, mr rogers neighborhood but nonetheless 
I hope the background noise didn't deter y'all from listening to any more of this stuff. I hope my goofy ass voice doesn't deter you from not listening. Like I said, this is all entertainment. This is all for fun. Thank y'all for checking this out. Stay tuned for the outro. I'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. Trailer hitter time. Uh, they just came out with the Joker. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie with a trailer last week. Uh, what I want to do is uh, throw some audio in from the trailer and give my reaction to it. I don't think there's much hate out there. I think there's a lot of uh, support for this movie only because there's a lot of people who enjoyed the comic book, uh, The Killing Joke, which gave some background into the Joker origins and we see some elements of that in this uh, trailer and I think it will be with throughout the film but the film itself is set in like the 70s so uh, my initial thought and and hope really was that it's somehow connected to the DCE uh, universe the movie universe only because Jared Leto's Joker kind of sucked I didn't really like his Joker I mean Physically, he had tattoos, and, and the Joker, to me, is a Jack Nicholson. No tattoos on the face. I mean, he might have tattoos on his arm and shit, but no face tattoos. Uh, nothing against people with face tattoos, but uh, for my Joker, it just it doesn't, it doesn't sit well. Um, so maybe he's the original Joker, and I know in the comic books, or not the comic books, in the cartoon uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker... We see that one of the Robins is kidnapped and brainwashed by the Joker to become his, like, mini-me. And, uh, I mean, you sometimes you gotta go with what the cartoons uh, lay out. Like, I, for one, want to see a Red Hood story come out in this DC movie universe. If they're ever going to compete with the monster that is Marvel's uh, MCU I mean, they're killing it on the Marvel side. But I'm rambling on about the Joker itself. Let me just go ahead and play some audio real quick, and then I'll give my reaction. My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose. To bring laughter and joy to the world. Now, right here in the trailer, he gets beat the fuck up by some people on the the street. He's spinning a sign, like one of those advertising people, and uh, they they just they're fucking with him, and they beat his ass in the alley. And then, um, so we kind of see that this guy Arthur is just a loser, a low down world kicks me in the crotch every day that I wake up kind of loser now this has only been the first 30 seconds of the of the trailer there's a lot more meat on the bone but uh, I don't want to make this too long so let me just finish the trailer and then I'll just give my reaction to that and some background on some of the stuff like I was doing earlier Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny 
I just finished the trailer right now. And this is like third or fourth time I've seen it already. But every time I see it, I see different parts of it. Like I had read people saying that there's a and there's a part in this trailer where he's at a zoo or something and he's reaches through the fence uh, or he's in a park I don't know uh, he puts he you know you push your fingers on your lips to make you smile or whatever to a little boy and people have speculated that that's Bruce Wayne like this is with uh, you know it's all speculation it's all just random like opinions going on crazy but I like this trailer I like the story that it tells it uh, in the killing joke like I had said before uh, the Joker was a down and out comic you know he just bad luck people messing with them and we see that here in this trailer he we see him getting beat up on the streets he gets beat up in the subway after he gets beat up in the streets because he starts laughing in the in the subway and uh, the world is just kicking this dude down every just every second of his life and uh, so we start to see what would really make him go crazy like what would make a person go clinically insane it's just getting gut punched every day and uh, this this like like the killing joke this has the feel of the killing joke because we see him as on stage at a comedy club we see him in the dressing room of I guess the same comedy club of course it's just the first trailer but uh, I dig it I I'm really can't wait for October just because I really want to see this movie I want to see where it's put uh, even if it is put in the same universe as you know, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Even if it's not, it's still an amazing story to be told about one of the iconic Batman villains. Um, like I said before, Jared Leto Joker uh, well, didn't do it for me, but if y'all have ever seen the animated movies, you know that... You know, there's a chance that he could be a previous Robin. Like, he could be Jason Todd or Tim Drake. Because, like I said, in the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie, Tim Drake was kidnapped and brainwashed. And later on, the brainwash came, or Washington came back, and he brought back the Joker persona to a sense, in, in, a way, in his own way. But maybe that's the backstory to... Jared Leto's Joker that he was he was a previous Robin Batman can't really tell anymore he or that's why he was so like grizzled in the Batman versus Superman movie which uh I hope to cover because people shit on that too but I like that one um so yeah let me know what you think about the trailer what you think about the uh Batman and Robin film uh on my Twitter I'll go ahead and drop that. It's all in the description. All the Twitter handles that you need to follow and check out are all in the description. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, that's it for Trailer Haters. Hopefully it didn't go too long. If it did, I'll have to cut some pieces out and put some uh, audio magic on it. 
Uh, stay tuned for the outro and everything, and uh, see you on the next one. That's it. That's the podcast. Thank y'all for checking it out. I hope it made you laugh. I hope it made you think. Check me out next time. I'm going to be getting into The Godfather 3. Maybe. Maybe just starting a two-parter of Star Wars. Haven't made up my mind yet. But follow me at Shut Up Popcorn on Twitter. At Nicho underscore 287. It's my personal account. And uh, check out the shows in the description. The Vibing Podcast, the Alehouse Comedy Podcast, the uh, the people behind them, Everett Anthony and Tito and Lydia. Awesome people. Check out Keebler Cholo on Twitter. Cynical Matt, the meme, ma- <laughs> the meme monster over there. And uh, yeah, man, the always funny Billy Madison show. Follow them. Find them on your radio. And uh, I just want to give a, yeah, I would say, yeah, it would be maybe a good shout out to the the legend of that show. Of course, I'm talking about Nard. We love you, bro. I hope you're doing well. Hope you find your your niche. You know, you're gonna do great things. If not by yourself, we always come back to Santone, brother. We miss you down here. So, again, I want to thank y'all for checking this episode out. Be on the lookout for the next episode. Haven't really made up my mind on what that's going to be. But I wanted to throw this one together in uh, celebration of the 80th birthday of Batman. Uh, So, if you ain't laughing, you ain't living, baby. Peace.